Mm. Well done. Oh. Like he's done this before. Oh yeah. He's had a beer or two. He's much better at that than I am. Oh. oh, oh. oh just your regular four-way on a Wednesday. Four-way on a Wednesday. A Wednesday four-way. It's an interesting four color. One might call it a porcelain. Uh-huh. Oh. Yes, precisely. Mm. That's oh, a boy, howdy. Okay, okay. Nick and no. I get the best pours I was gonna of the say, day. Yeah, you do. Look at that. That's pretty good. I have far too myself. much head in mine. <laughs> Your head is retended. Said no one ever. Your head is retended. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you hear a fourth voice that you do not recognize... It's because you do. That it's is the Wednesday we four, a, four way. I was going to say another American, but you were born in Canada just currently live in America. Uh -huh. You live in Still my, Canadian. my motherland. Live in the motherland, but back in my motherland. Uh, our guest today is uh, has nothing to do with <laughs> beer or sports, really. No. But likes both beer and sports. Love them both. He uh, listens to us talk, and he likes it. Yeah, yeah. big fan. Yeah, it's kind of like one big of those, game. like... Yeah, it's like a... It's like a, it's like a fan... <laughs> That gets to go onto their pod, like someone's podcast, or like, uh huh. You know what I mean? I made it. Dreams come like, true. Like this is it. This is a Dreams big moment. Dreams do come true. This is a make a wish moment. What do, what do they say? Never meet your heroes until now. Yeah, yeah. we're about to disappoint. Until I met my heroes, yeah. so disappointed in us. Um, that is the voice of one Travis Byer. Yeah. Uh, I would say OG listener. Definitely OG an, listener. An avid listener. Yeah, uh, once it's on, like once the podcast launches, it's within it's within a few hours. And I also happen to be married to his sister. Yeah, so it's, that's more so. the reason why I'm on. <laughs> Versus the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Yeah, he's not dying. So. <laughs> no. I'm okay. Yeah. Um, and then uh, as the guest, as per this podcast, because we don't like paying for beer. Yeah. You, you come on, I brought so you bring beer. us beer, motherfucker. I brought the beer. Tell us what you brought us. So, big fan of collabs. <laughs> I am. No, literally, <laughs> like, anything that's a collaboration, I'm in. And so, uh, brought a field house, which I love. One of my two favorite breweries out here, along with uh, 33. So, it's field house and uh, abandoned rail brewing. There and it it's their cahoots. In cahoots. They it's are in cahoots. cahoots, and it's a, a hmm. Bellweizen ale. Which I was going to bring up, because that is not something I've ever seen no, or it's heard not, of. It's not an actual style. I was also okay, judging from the response from one of our other previous episodes, uh, In Cahoots is a particularly funny beer to be bringing on right now. Yes. In Cahoots. But we won't go into that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know either. People don't like... Uh, our opinions sometimes. Uh, anyways, uh, Bell Whiteson. Uh, yeah, tell I us. Want, I just want to touch on this. Tell us, beer. It's not it. actually a style, but I do appreciate the fact that they're trying to be open with the fact of what it is, trying to be clever. It is like, you know, the typical marketing stuff. Their website said it was like a half and a half Weizen and a Belgian yeast strain. So Bell yeah. Whiteson, that's actually like rather clever in my opinion mm -hmm. um right, do you have the website up still uh yeah it Would doesn't like to read it it just says this collab beer unless i missed something that you saw like this, this collab beer between field house and abandoned rail combines two distinct yeast strains 
that bring tropical notes of banana, toasted coconut, and pie crust. Which right off the hop I find interesting. I get like super heavy tangerine. Yeah. On the taste. What was it, what was it you were saying, Adolfo, it prior to us talking really about good. it? I was it smells like banana. I was saying I like got bananas. more like um like a peach or passion fruit. Which Oh yeah. I mean it smells great. It first and foremost. It tastes it smells just fantastic. as good as it smells. Mm-hmm. It kind of smells like a, um, or it kind of tastes like I'm eating a, like a um, patch kid. Nope. <laughs> like uh, nope. Nope. Uh, I you're can't think of the wrong. name off the. You like, shut like, your like, mouth uh, when you're talking. You know me. those cream puffs, like a, like the pastry cream puffs that it's like the Boston cream donuts. No, not a macaroon. No, but, the... um, meringue. Nope, like a little cream we'll puff with just yeah, the filling. I know what you mean. Like a little hole and you jam it in. <laughs> yeah. Like for those of those... you listening, you can't see his hand motion, but it was wonderful. Um, Travis knows what I'm talking about. I know about. what yeah. you're meaning, but I can't think of the name. It kind of tastes like a, a cream puff that's filled with like passion fruit cream. Uh huh. In it. It's more pie crust like and banana when you yeah. smell it, but then it tastes a little bit more fruity. Mm-hmm. The thing the that I like the most about this so far, and like we'll do our yeasties later when we drink a little like bit more dried of this, mango. but. <laughs> my biggest problem <laughs> it's a bit of mango <laughs> my biggest problem with a lot of like whites and beers like hefts and stuff like that oh, is that the banana characteristic can be just like banana laffy taffy and it just smells and tastes like nothing but like artificial mm-hmm. banana mm-hmm. which is super gross to me mm-hmm. I mean to each their own right but it's just not my personal flavor of the month uh, and this like has it but it's not super overpowering at all it's a lot oh it's a lot cloudier than I expected it to be. Hefts are always hazy. Are they? Yeah. I didn't... It's characteristic. It's supposed to be a characteristic of the style. It looks good. Does hef mean hazy vin? What? <laughs> uh, well, weizen or weizen means is a standard term for a wheat beer. So it's usually 50% wheat. So is the hef like hazy wheat then? Uh, wheat basically... Uh, some of the compounds in wheat. I'm not going to get too into scientific terms here, but... No, we uh, like it for the beer nerds out there. Uh, <clears throat> certain compounds in wheat, when you Wait, use, use it in heavy percentages in your beer, uh, will contribute to haze in beers, which is why a lot of like hazy IPAs and like wheat beers and stuff like that will be you know, hazy. Mm. Oh, half of bison literally translates to yeast, yeast wheat. Damn it. Oh, yeah. What? I said cloudy beer. Is it darker than a typical half? Like it seems a yes, bit darker. I yeah. Think so. Yeah. It's Typically less like yellow. Typically are like yellow. Yeah. 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 It's like it's yellow like banana. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a little bit deeper. Yellow to like deep orange is mm. the the typical half color. Uh huh. So this one is like, I'd say more like deep orange to like borderline copper. Mm-hmm. What I find interesting about this beer is I really like it. I taste nothing of what they described. Which is always interesting. I, don't, yeah. I love I when mean, I go into beers like that. I don't and get like, the banana. I don't get coast, toasted coconut at all. But I do get the, I guess, the flaky, kind of bready, high crust. Yeah. Buttery. Yeah, I mean, every palate's different, right? Everyone's going to smell something True. unique. Everyone's going to taste something unique. Not everyone's Jansen that thinks IPAs taste like beef jerky. <laughs> this is true. Well, actually, most people don't think IPAs taste like beef jerky. I so. think there's just one. Yeah, there's one person. <laughs> one human. Yes. <laughs> Who's now your fellow employer? Yeah, we allowed he, to say that out loud now. Well, he's not. He's not my employer. 
but he's a fellow employee, employee. colleague. If Sorry, you will. that's what I meant to say. Colleague. Uh, yeah, uh, Kyle Jansen. He I'm was, not sure if he, he doesn't listen. To yeah, I was gonna say I don't think he listens to this he podcast. He also goes by Nick Jansen now. Yes, <laughs> formerly known as Nick, the artist formerly known as Nick Jansen, uh, got hired as a brewer at Yellow Dog. Congratulations. All praise be to the dog pound. Since he's not listening to this, we're going to celebrate you later tonight. Uh, yes. Well, it won't, be, it won't be out in the next like hour, right? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow it just ends up in the world. Yeah. Anyways, congratulations. <laughs> you little stinker. Shout out to Kyle Jansen. Fucking stinker. Yeah. Wow. All right. All right. Well, that was a longer than normal intro. Yes, it was. It's okay. Um, it's all right. Shall we hop into some beer news? You sent us beer a few. Uh, get it? Hop a few things. Into? Hopping hop into. Hell. Hopping into thing. the beer news. Hopping into beer news. All right. Uh, first thing is first. Uh, USA. Usually. <laughs> Usually. Uh, USA, USA beer news. So I, I will be unsurprised if you guys don't have much to offer on this. Perfect. Uh, Let's talk about it anyway. New Belgium yeah. Brewing. You guys have heard of them, right? I, I brought actually, them at a, in a prior podcast about I the fat tire. went there. To New Belgium. Correct. To Belgium or to New Belgium Brewing? New Belgium Brewing. Okay. Where is that? Uh, Colorado, Four Collins, I believe. Hmm. Oh, I didn't go there. <laughs> so, okay. Anyways, <laughs> I brought I brought the rebranding of Fat Tire, their formerly uh, American Amber Ale, now like a blonde ale of sorts. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been they were bought out a while back, so they're no longer an independent craft brewery. Uh, it, they are taking over Constellation Brands, which is one of the biggest beer brands in the world uh third if i'm not incorrect uh facility in virginia i don't remember the city at all for those of us that know exactly what you're talking about what exactly do constellation brands who do they represent as the uh place? give me like the milky way two seconds there is one in san francisco yeah I and knew this I is why there. it's familiar do they have a tap room in been. san francisco did you go did we try and go no when i was there like? but it's by the ballpark it's right across from the, the Giants Stadium. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. But I just I, haven't been there. I remember after the ball game walking we walked by and right being by like, it. I want to go there. That's why it seems like you were there. I was... You walked by it. In the vicinity. Yeah. Okay. You were that, in front that makes total sense. I've talked about that on also, prior podcast. There's an SF location. And I very much recognize that... Uh, what was it? Wild Tiger Fat Tire? Fat Tire. Fat Big, Tire. Fat Tire Beer. Yeah, that one. Wild Tiger... They from fat, fat tire. What tire? An interesting way to say fat tire. Uh, <laughs> it didn't say fat tire. I didn't. <laughs> Constellation Brands, oh, yeah. for those listening, uh, brews things like Modelo, uh, Corona, uh, Pacifico, uh, and they have a tequila brand named Casa Noble. Hmm. So we're heavy into the Mexican. Um, yeah, they, they are pretty much entirely Mexican brands. Uh, which they will continue to brew some of their products there at the Virginia location. Uh, Hold on. You're telling me Corona doesn't come from Mexico? Well, I think some of their product has to come from Mexico. I think it's a certain percentage. I don't know the the laws in Mexico, so I'm not even going to delve into that. It actually has to come? Yeah, there's a certain percentage of it. I just don't remember what it was. Um, uh, I didn't realize that New Belgium did all these Voodoo Ranger things, which are yeah, in like, basically every... Voodoo Ranger is one of their every... biggest products now. Every gas station liquor like store in, in the, the states. states. That's all over. It's their yeah. hazy all over IPA. The uh-huh. Their 
It's essentially Voodoo Ranger is their like staple product that they can just like throw anything at, and they can Mm -hmm. say it's like a juicy Voodoo Ranger or it's a fruited Voodoo Ranger. It's a it's a New England style. I I didn't realize that was them. Yeah, it was at the Niners game. Yeah, it was New Belgium. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they bought this uh, facility. They took it over from Constellation Brands uh, in Virginia. Uh, they're going to keep hmm. brewing Constellation Brands stuff there. So essentially, they're going to make a lot of the money back out of their purchase through the contracting of that. Uh, and this is said to bring up their production in beer alone by uh, 125,000 barrels. Hot damn. Good or work. for those who work in hectoliters like myself, 147,000 hectoliters a year. Uh, that's like 1 million. So not much. That's, that's a lot of beer. That's a not lot much. of fucking beer. Uh for those in the know, some of the biggest brands in BC produce like twenty to fifty thousand heck a year, and people think those breweries are "quote unquote" big beer. They're doing one hundred forty-seven thousand a year out of one facility. So, uh, yeah, That's... New Belgium brews a mm. lot of beer. Yeah. Anyways, Constellation does Modelo, Corona. We already went over that. Yes, we d- we already said this. Uh, I'm just. Reiterating. <laughs> Reiterating. Uh, this is coming from um, the Brewbound podcast, and there is rumors that Heineken shout out Brewbound uh, are looking to buy Boston Beer Company, which is currently the second biggest independent craft brewery company in the United States and the ninth biggest beer company. In the United States, period. So that's including like Constellation, that's including AB and Bev, all that kind of so stuff. They do, they do Sam Adams. Yeah, Sam Adams, Boston Lager. They about a year and a half ago uh, had a joint merger with Dogfish Head. Mm. Uh, for those of you who don't know who Dogfish Head, oh, they do are, Twisted Tea too. Yeah, they and do Angry Orchard. Tea. Yeah, Holy. Angry Orchard. So they have quite the portfolio of heavy I've volume. Seen all those, not mm. a so. Twisted Tea. Mm-hmm. Weird, right? I mean, Twisted Tea is like, hey, y'all, but better. It's still not good. Both Have you had the Dogfish 60-minute IPA? Dogfish 60, 90, and 120 are all fantastic. Really? I like the name. The 120-minute IPA, so... What would uh, you give a Dogfish IPA on the yeasty scale? Uh, I mean, I haven't had them in years, but probably upwards of eight. Oh, good. Hot, man. Uh, That's so high. they call them 60, 90, and 120 because they add... A dose of hops every minute for 60 straight minutes or 90 straight minutes or 120 straight minutes and it also signifies whether or not it's just a standard IPA a double IPA or a triple IPA so their 120 minute IPA huh. is basically an American barley wine it's like 13.2 percent like mm. so huh. it's stronger than anyone in Canada can brew as a beer oh yeah and there's cat noises the, in the, the deal the Always appearance on the podcast at yes. least once. At Feel least free. it's not attacking my foot. Basically, the well, fourth member of the podcast. Basically, Percy. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. She she will make an, an appearance. Uh, moving on to Canadian beer news. Uh, Lighthouse Brewing is turning twenty five years old. Lighthouse been around for that long. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> Shout to, out to the to Lighthouse. A century of brewing beer. Lighthouse uh, is the one that I really like, right? Yeah, we, we uh, previously featured the one them. that does the uh, coffee the, lager. Yeah, yeah, the one that we talked oh, about. Oh, that's so time. good. Favorite beer of all time. If yeah. you haven't had the Nightwatch coffee lager from Lighthouse, go, stop everything and go buy it. haven't had more. it. I got to go try it. We've we uh, previously uh-huh. featured one of their beers on this podcast, and it was their Capitan 
uh, oh, Czech Lager, which we also yeah, very delicious. much like. So they make they make very very good beer, hence why they've been around for twenty five years. Um, so congrats to Quarter Century. Yeah, good job. Yeah, here's to twenty five more. Sponsor uh, the podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, next one is a little bit drier, but still actually arguably more important than anything else I brought up so far. Uh, the proposed federal excise tax tax increase of 6.3% for the uh, alcohol industry uh, that was set to take place in April as of recording. This is for BC, correct? For this is federal, but it was oh, going to take it was going to take place in BC as well. Yeah, right. obviously. Uh, it was temporarily, as in temporarily, I say one year, capped at a 2% increase instead, uh, which essentially thanks to um, a lot of lobbying uh, was held back to 2%. So that's essentially going to help a lot of small breweries that are fighting to stay alive with the rising costs of grain due to grain shortage, due to the crop shortage the last two years. Uh, and uh, even at this 2% cap, the uh, federal government is still going to make $100 million in excise taxes. Chump change. Off of next alcohol. to nothing. So... Yeah. Take is that over or under Lamar Jackson's next contract? <laughs> under. Under one hundred million. Probably under, yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, Interesting. It's gotta be. For Lamar. Those hundred mil he would have already signed. I think so. He's wanted some some Deshaun Watson. I mean, we'll money. get to it, but like I could see him going four by thirty five, which would put him even four by thirty. That puts him over well over a hundred. Yeah. Hundred and twenty mil. Uh huh. Interesting. You all say under, I say over. Hmm. The hundred over? Yeah. Hmm. I think it's under. Whether it's Ravens or another team. Yeah. It's gotta be another team. We'll I, get there. We'll talk. Yeah, at some point. Yes. We'll get there. We'll get I'm, there. I'm gonna hold my opinions for now. <laughs> um I have a A query? Question. <laughs> yes. Correct. A query. A query. That is a word I did not think I would hear um, on this podcast. How big oh, of so a <laughs> how big of a difference do you think that because I remember when it first kind of came out, it was like Supposed to be in the realm of like the tax hike of like six percent to ten percent, as high as ten percent. Yeah, it was going to be six point three. Uh, how much of a difference do you think that? So about four percent ish makes. Is that like a huge? It's a pretty significant chunk of change. Like a business. It's hard to quantify. Almost? It's hard to quantify. I mean, hopefully businesses have plans in place that it's not a lifesaver, but it's definitely going to make your life a lot easier. Uh, especially because malt yeah. malt across the board went up substantially, ten percent like, at least. Uh, some products went up ten percent. Some products like specialty malts went up by like thirty to thirty five percent in terms of price. Hey. Granted, that's relative to what they were in the first place. So like some things would go up like from twenty dollars a bag to like thirty two dollars a bag. So it's still not like a ton of money on that bag, but it's it's cutting into your bottom line, right? So. The 6.3% thing as well, uh, the fact that it's capped at 2% for the next year, the hope is that inflation will slow down a bit. And at that point, rather than jumping from 2% to 6.3, it'll be like 2% to like 4.1 to 3.9%. So, hmm. either way, it's a pretty significant chunk of change, especially for smaller breweries. Bigger breweries like, you know, Central City, uh, my employer, Anyone uh, on the road, really. Yeah. 
like any brewery that's doing like 10,000 hectoliter or more a year will should be able to weather the storm in terms of like a uh, excise tax increase of that sort. But the breweries that are essentially like 1,500 heck a year or less, which is the vast majority of breweries in BC, uh, that'd be a pretty significant hit on them, on their bottom line. Mm-hmm. So it is very good to see that it, it got uh, capped at 2%. So. What would this be the equivalent to in the interior the design world? <laughs> I, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure. I find the tax, like, it's interesting just kind of hearing about, like, what is, like, a smaller craft brewery versus, like, what's a, a larger one. Um, but, yeah, I was just reading that about the taxes a little bit. So, it's interesting to hear some more of the details about it. Yeah. 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 It's a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot of Even money. at a 2% a year increase, it's $100 million for the federal government. So, uh-huh. they're, they're trying to make up a Crazy. lot of money uh, on vices that they lost during COVID and in other ventures that the government has not done so well in. Uh, and one of the areas that the government's True. always gonna tax super heavily is alcohol, right? Alcohol, tobacco, things of that sort. Everyone Spice, consumes vices. alcohol. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter what the taxes are gonna be, people are still going to drink. Correct. Fuck. <laughs> Man, I bet your smoking's gone down quite a bit. I don't think so. If you're, you're... You don't think so? No. If you I, incorporate like I vaping like into has. it, I guarantee you smoking, like the amount of smoking has not gone down. Yeah. Cigarettes maybe, yes. Yeah, cigarettes maybe. I see more vapors than I do cig smokers. That's, yeah. yeah. I think that's more of a generational thing than like a decrease in the tobacco I don't know. There's, stranglehold. I've seen a lot because of... Because tobacco companies obviously have older a vested interest in vape companies as well. Yeah. So... Either way, vices in, are always going to be the moneymaker, so they're always going to get taxed significantly in, more. In 2021, cigarette sales in Canada totaled nearly 21 billion sticks. Sold. Sticks? Sticks? I guess they... Is that a they way go of by measuring? Stick. They go by sticks. Like, it's by the stick. Because I think every pack has... Are we talking about a single cigarette when we say stick? Yes. Huh. Why don't they just call it a cigarette? 21 billion sticks. 21 billion sticks. That's down from over 42 billion in 2001. That's yeah. down. Good fuck. 20 so years cut in half. Jesus they're not, they're not including vapes in this, I'm assuming. Just sticks. No. Yeah. I just was curious just specifically <laughs> on the tobacco sales. I've never called it a stick. I've, no, me neither. I've called it a stick. I've called it a cancer <laughs> taco. A cancer taco. I've called it a cancer <laughs> stick. Cancer stick. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Once. Yeah. Mm. That is a British no, terminology. Didn't, didn't come off well. Please don't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is British terminology. Felt, felt off. Yeah. Felt off. Yeah. I didn't like the word. Well, it's not a great word. Well, for no, it's not. Many reasons. <laughs> All right. We'll move on from that. Yep. <laughs> uh, last piece of beer news. Good. Um, it's not really news necessarily. It's more just a, a topic of discussion. <laughs> This one's super uh, annoying. Which is what our last episode was, but yeah, here some we people are. some people got really angry about that. So some people don't like our topics. Yeah, some people we don't. Just, <laughs> some people don't like me. We which just is okay. We, we get that. We you know discuss what? things. I understand it. I am unlikable sometimes, yeah. which is yeah, cool. Sometimes. <laughs> uh, so so we're, brewery we're in, about to go into a story, and uh, I'll just preface this time by saying we're about to go into a story. We're probably going to criticize and we're going to have opinions. 
They are around. You may turn off now if you're... I like this. Don't overreact. This is my favorite part. Or do. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. But also, uh, thanks for listening. So, <laughs> Crossroads Brewing and uh, Prince George, one of their owners posted something on the wall of their brewery. Uh, I don't know if it was their kitchen or their brewery. Basically saying, uh, and this is basically taking everything that they wrote and trying to put it into a nutshell. It is on Reddit on our Prince George. If you are a Reddit user, you can go and find it for yourself. Um, is that where you found it? Yeah. Yeah, I he's, found out. I found he's out. He's a Redditor. Right. I am oh, a Redditor. Is that, is that what you're called? I'll never uh, get into yeah, Reddit. I think that's it. Redditor with an I'll O-R never get into Reddit. No, every once in a while I'm on there, but it is it is anarchy. I don't just follow it. It yes. is anarchy. I'm yeah. heavily on Reddit. Anyways. <laughs> totally um, <found> this. <laughs> Crossroads basically said, uh, you are not allowed to discuss your salaries with other employees. Uh, this Fair. is a private uh, topic. Anyone who discusses it or asks questions about it, period, this will be considered a letter of resignation. Hmm. Hmm. Um, I do understand the thought oh. process <laughs> to a certain extent about not discussing salaries, although I will say I do. Personally, this is my own view. I think that is an outdated way of thinking that puts the... Uh, financial power in heavily in favor of ownership and employers and I think the only way to really have any sort of transparency or power in terms power balance rather uh, equal for employees and employers is to have transparency in terms of pay and expected pay so if you are comfortable with it and you ask people and they are comfortable with it and you discuss pay with each other i don't see why an employer should be able to dictate that I, as a letter of resignation i 100 percent agree i mean that that is an extreme <clears throat> thing yeah i think like if i was to go to adam and be like hey like if you're cool with telling me like what do you make yeah here there's if, if adam has the option thing, right? of being like hey like not cool not gonna discuss this cool we drop it but for me to have, like, for them to be like, you asked that question and now you're fired. It's like, yeah, regardless well, of the situation. Fucked. Yeah, because, like, from someone that's worked both sides in terms of being a, a salaried employee and an hourly employee, yeah. I, I personally wouldn't be comfortable as a salaried employee discussing with hourly employees what my annual salary is and that's that's fair but i also know that hourly employees that get tip outs typically in a brewery i don't know if this place does hospitality it this yeah specific i know that like it's pretty it's pretty common across the board that like if you're an hourly employee in the restaurant and service industry you're probably if there's a tip out involved you're probably making whatever minimum wages at that state and or province and you're getting a tip out on top of that and i know that this i know that employees <clears throat> hourly within that group probably share and discuss like the tip outs they're getting i mean it's a pretty common thing yeah uh-huh so talking about tip outs i think so that's talking not about a tip problem outs, at all why me. is it so taboo to talk about wages right 
it seems like a weird thing to post too. Like yeah, it seems very kind of, weird like it's to, so weird it's and hypocritical odd, odd to be like, thing. I hear this going on. I'm just gonna post a printout. And basically, it seems more, you, more like a thing on the wall than yeah. right. an actual yeah. mandate. It's yeah. like or just you're declaring to like people there. Yeah, exactly. Rather right. than trying to address it, yeah. I think the biggest problem I have with, with the letter that they posted was more they could have brought it to their employees and said, "Hey, if you have anything about." wages that are is an issue for you specifically yeah come to me we yeah. can discuss about it and i can say why you're getting paid this and we can discuss avenues to help you grow as an employee yeah. and grow your wage instead they said if you discuss it period that will be considered a letter of resignation right they also say like this a... is from our mentor yeah like, that was weird it's like i don't care about your mentor yeah. they're not involved in that business uh-huh i think that Discussing wages has just been such a taboo topic of conversation for so long that now people that are maybe of a different way of thinking are now yeah. trying to be like, uh, no, 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 we're not doing that at all. Don't care. You're fired. Which is kind of funny because as a podcast that follows sports and professional athletes, like if you think of a professional athlete, exactly. I, know, I know it's different, but like every single player in any major sports leagues knows exactly how much they're making. And they're able to dictate their salary going forward and their life going forward because they can see players like them make this much. Yeah. So why should this industry not be the same way? I think, and this is once again, just my opinion, but I think being afraid to... Are you sure? Yes. I I should make that very clear because people people don't like when I share my opinion. Uh... (laughs) I, I feel very strongly about the fact that if this industry, the hospitality industry and the beer industry specifically, uh, has had a stance of making people afraid to talk about their salaries because they're strong arming employees into taking worse wages and brewers specifically get fucked because of this. Mm-hmm. I hear of a lot of people and I'm not going to name names and I'm not going to name companies or salaries because that's not my place to say, but there are head brewers out there doing more work than like some of the people I know that are getting paid thousands upon thousands of dollars less because they just don't know any better, which is not on them. It really is not. Hmm. And quite frankly, it's wrong. So to play devil's advocate a little bit here, I'm sure also that this post from Crossroads, Crossroads from Daryl, don't think, yeah, from Daryl, um, I, I, I'm, I'm guessing it didn't come kind of out of nowhere. I'm sure yeah, that I'm sure behind the scenes yes. there was like a ton of backlash from employees. Like it had to have come to a, a point where it was like where Daryl yes. was dealing with a lot of issues shit from yeah. employees. And I'm sure there was some overreaction there as well from no. employees. And it's like, to but regardless, just quickly regardless i don't think that even i don't i also don't think that necessarily justifies the harshness of being like you can't just talk about this and then just consider yourself fired that also takes yes. grounds for uh-huh. firing. The, so the comments i'm making like the overlying generalizing statements this has those have nothing to do specifically with crossroads or their situation i'm talking purely the industry standards yeah uh, I just want to make that clear. My thought here is our friend Daryl here <laughs> decides to just post this and start threatening people with being fired. 
Like, why not look inward and be like, okay, if this is an issue, if this many people are discussing their salary or discussing, like, why X is making more than Y, like, is it not time to look inwards and be like, hey, like, maybe I'm severely underpaying the people that help me run my yeah. business. I mean, transparency seems to be a hard thing in this industry. Apparently. And there is a reason for that. It's because people are being underpaid. Figure so, it out, Daryl. Figure it out, beer industry. Figure uh, it out, beer industry. Yeah. <laughs> To t- one last thing to touch problem. on, uh, for anyone who wants to educate themselves more on this topic, specifically in uh, pay transparency, uh, go look up Bill, t- uh, Bill 13, the 2023 Pay Transparency Act. It's essentially a bill that's being proposed right now in the BC Legislative Assembly that through year by year, it will essentially make employers who are smaller and smaller have to, when they post jobs, uh, actually put a wage on there rather than just saying mm. quote unquote competitive wage because once again in my humble opinion if you're putting a competitive wage you either don't know what you should be paying people which is not a good thing as a employer or you're trying to fuck people over which is also not a good thing as an employer right. post a range and if you find someone that's worth more than that pay them more it's not a big deal stop get over your pride stop being embarrassed and just Post a wage. Uh, before we move on, I want to shout out Daryl at Crossroads for finding an opportunity to use the word uncouth. Yeah, that's in his. I got caught off guard letter. by that word. There. <laughs> that was. <laughs> it was beautiful. Uncouth. Truly uncouth. uncouth. Um, to just quickly uncouth. maybe lighten the situation up. Yes. Here with please do with something different. Uh, yeasties. Dolfo has crushed this beer it's and a, he's usually are you usually the I'm, one? I'm in the middle Nick's I'm, I'm the slowest, slowest one by yeah far. this is an early are you yeasty. saying I'm the fastest one usually? yes yes really you are the Kyle Jansen of us three <laughs> <laughs> all right that man dummies I think I can I think I can do it if I go last yeah that's I'm gonna go last I need a couple more what we need from you too is we need to what is my yeasty what scale? Is your, what no, is well, your... apparently we need that from all of us because right. people have been complaining. Well, shout out to Who? a listener of ours, Michael Zamprogno, uh, the, uh, account- the accountant. The accountant. Mm. Our yeasty uh, scale drives him up the fucking wall. I mean, by, we I, are I we don't are because there's him. three we are anarchy scales. Yeah, Mike, we Mike, are I don't blame you. <laughs> Deal with it. We are anarchy. <laughs> we need Mike. Um. Yeah, think about Just like think Mike. about your uh, zero to ten. Okay. While we give her, I think Dolpho should go first because go. we're he's got one step left. We're less than a half an hour into this podcast. Let's and, do it. And Dolpho has dummied his pint. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go eight and a half. Eight and a half. Ooh. That's lower than I thought you were gonna give it. Um. So hefts not or, or wisens aren't really <laughs> my my style, but this has been a very easy drinking, which is probably why I dummied it. But just the flavor notes of it are fucking fantastic. Mm -hmm. And it's easy drinking. It's delicious. It's one of the beers that I would love to have on a hot summer day sitting on a patio. Um, I I do get a little bit of the tangerine that you brought up earlier. I get the pie crust. But I more so get like peach and like passion fruit. So like the fruitiness of it is really appealing. I get heavy passion fruit in this yeah especially in the smell the aroma gives me heavy passion fruit yeah mm. um a very good beer i'm yeah quite pleased with this one obviously okay uh i'm gonna give this just because <laughs> once again 
it doesn't taste like banana Laffy Taffy. Like it actually has like that banana note without being overpowering. Uh, I'm gonna give this an 8.7. I, I think it's really well balanced. I think it's got enough body without being too sweet. Uh, there's a little bit of banana there. And I'm like, Adam, I actually do get some of the coconut and the aroma. I don't get it in the taste at all. Mm. Uh, I do get a lot of like citrus fruit, like passion fruit, mm -hmm. papaya, that kind of stuff in the taste. Overall, this is just a really, really nice beer. Mm -hmm. Like, it's pretty rare that I would go back and get a, a Weizen of any sort, but I would drink the skin very happily. Uh, yeah, you want to go last? <clears throat> sure. Um, I agree. I would also go buy this right away. I'm not a huge Hef boy. No, me neither. It's we're, the banana that kills it for me. We're surly boys, not heffy boys. We're surly boys. Um... <laughs> But yeah, I would buy this again. Um, I really liked it. The, I can, the only thing that I can think of is, you know those like dried mango peels yeah. that you get? Yeah. It tastes like a liquefied version of that. A little bit. In, in the best banana way. Banana cream pie to me. Interesting. Yeah, I'm not, okay. yeah, I'm not I'm, getting I'm that so much. I'm finally into this. Banana I don't get cream a pie. ton of banana, which is probably why I like it, because when I drink Hefs, I'm like, fuck, a lot that's of that. a punch of banana. Yeah, yeah, it's I'm like a banana Laffy Taffy. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. is this is yeah. I don't I'm get just that, picturing but... a cream puff with passion fruit filling, but like a nice little dried mango on top, <laughs> as the garnish. <laughs> as the garnish. Um, Dessert at Five Roads. There you go. That's your idea. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, man, nine seems ridiculous. That would be the highest you've gone, has it not? No, you guys had a nine something on there. That that one uh, that one shadow container that one oh, con oh, container Dagerad yeah. collab with the, the on the, the rum soaked Belgian, the barrels. Quad, uh, with the yeah, you guys were in the nine soaked oak cubes. But then that one uh, Baltic porter you brought on too was. Uh, I'm not gonna try French here. Trois Musketeers. I think yeah, that's trois, it. Yeah, yeah. Trois Look at that. Trois Musketeer. Yeah, that, that one. That was way better than I tried. <laughs> um, just because it yeah. seems ridiculous, I'm not doing it, but I'm going to Just eat. go for it. Risk it for the biscuit. Risk it. Go with your heart. And I'm going an even nine. Listen to, nice. Listen to your heart. Pretty tight. Nine. Eight, eight and eight, a half. Eight and a half. Seven. Eight, seven. We're so structured. Mm. Pressure's on. Even though there's a different scale. So I think... <laughs> No, because I was thinking the same thing when you guys were talking about the scales, and I was like, you don't, like, the middle range, you kind of lose completely. 100%. Because you're either, like, there would never be, like, a four yeasty. Oh, I mean, there might be. There's, there, there. there's been more. But you kind of lose, like, the middle of it, because yeah. it's like, when does it fall off? So I think my, I don't know, it seems pretty simple, but I think my average would just be five. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, like... So that is halfway up. So would your that average is be... That is half... So for me, my average, when I go five, it's like just drinkable. Where like I can finish the beer mm -hmm. and like survive. I think I would finish it. I would just never have it again. Okay. For so those, we're like, on the same boat. For those of you who are this listening one. right now, we're going to figure one. out our yeasty oh, scale at some point. It's just not tonight. <laughs> that would just be my average. Yeah. And then okay. anything below a five... Is a fail. Yeah. And it would be like tough finishing mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. See, anything below a six for me is like... But I finished kind of any beer, you know. Like yeah, I would yeah. never. I mean, not I could finish a beer. I'm never gonna. Have I would it never again. not finish a beer. Well, I, I've been I, close. I'm sure I could introduce you to some beers <laughs> you wouldn't finish. Oh, the 
Never that, we won't that, Never that cold IPA we had was uh, was an Adam non-finisher. I mean, really? I, I finished it, but I also spilt half of it. Is that it. the one I gave a one? Yeah. No, you gave a negative, I think. A no. negative yeasty? No, you gave oh, no. something else a negative. No, the negative yeasty was one of the beers at the... Um, an event. Oh, at an event that we will never speak of again. Correct. I got flack for sharing that, my opinions. That absolutely. Anyways, it wasn't even an opinion. We're flat. digressing here. No, it's fine because I would say like a seven is like really good. I would oh. order it again. An eight is. Oh, would it be great? Maybe it's great. What's a nine? And then a nine would be like an excellent beer. So is a ten is like the ten, best beer you've ten's ever had. You're transcending life at that point. Ten is yeah. transcending. Ten is the best beer you've ever had. Ever. Okay. Fact. And so I. Okay, so I have a follow-up question once you give this score. Okay, so I'm usually, like, I'm drawn to a half because I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then usually when I have it, it's a lot of banana. Yeah. Like, it's too sweet. It's yeah. too yeah. fake banana. It's, it's like the banana much, right? foam candies. Yeah. yeah. And it's a lot for me. Oh, and I, and it's, it's hard to drink. Yeah. But this is good. And, like, the color of this beer, like, that's my kind of it beer. It looks nice. It looks Nice. That's what I want in a beer. I want it a little see, bit cloudy. It's like a little orange. Yeah, it's kind of like a cloudy, coppery amber. I did hide it in her post, unfortunately, I think. And I'd say... Rude. What? I what? I posted it in their story, and I didn't really get the actual beer. Posted on the uh, socials. Never I think for my inaugural yeasty... Mm. All right, all right. The first yeasty... I think I'm going to 9-1. Oh! oh he's going. Hey, yeah, hey, I think I'm going to 9-1. Like, like I love this. Swinging for the fences. I would here. definitely go back and get it. Um, it's great. I do have to say. So I do have a follow up question. I do have to say, as so far as our guests, I think the overall average of the beer you brought uh-huh. was definitely the highest among the four of us. So take a guess. Congratulations. Well, in terms of in very terms nice of guesties, very nice pick. The guesties, eight point five. Thanks, yeah. guys. So far, you the, so far you have brought the best beer for the guesties. Well, yes. and it was four liquor Sorry, stores Forbes. to find the right beer. So I'm glad it was. I'm Adol- glad it was a hit. Adolfo was a guest travel. at one point. Mm. He was actually the worst guest. What did he bring? What did first I time? I don't know. <laughs> we have to go back. And but you made it. So I made. I stuck around. I took my only chance to insult Adolfo. That's okay. It was probably a failure, but that's fine. I have. <laughs> I have a follow-up question because I like controversy on this podcast. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, going just... It's the people going. It uh, does get the people going. Uh, just going, Travis, based off of it's your personal yeasty scale right now. Yeah. Uh, give me, or give us oh, your... Holy fuck. Trying to do something. I apologize. We're not listening to you, all right? <laughs> We're doing our own thing. Good God. There is... <laughs> We're going to fucking secede from this podcast. I'm well, retiring from being the wrangler of you two monkeys, so yeah. you continue well, with your life. This is not going to work well. That's fair. Nick, yeah, Nick and I go off the rails. Yeah. I'm um, not going to wrangle anyone in. Uh, Travis, based off of your personal yeasty scale, just mm-hmm. personal, mm-hmm. give us a beer that would be a, a zero to a one, and oh, give us a beer that would be like your this. ten. Oh, or like close to ten. So can we like let's just okay. give him some time to think this. on this? Yeah, should like, we move on yeah, back like, to you? I think that's a heavy. Let's question. go to some sports, and then you can think on this. Yeah. Oh, well, I've okay. got a zero, and I've got a ten. Really? Right off the hop. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Off the hop. I don't think I have a zero right off the hop. I have a oh close I to ten. I have. I gotta think about the exact beer. Are but we gonna do this, or should we say it's generally a lager? 
No is, right. is low. Yeah, I mean... When it's, like, buttery and weedy, I yeah. can't... Is that why you don't like Chardonnay? Yeah, same mm, thing. Chardonnay yeah. sucks. Same thing. I'm a red wine okay, guy. Okay, that's a hot take. That's not there a hot take. You want to drink delicious. butter? I'll make you, melt you up some butter it's, right now. There you are can some drink delicious... Chardonnay's words. But I would put... I would put that 33 acres... Of ocean? Pale ale... No, they're pale, the salty pale ale, the one that I just had a couple I times, and they don't brew it anymore. But um, that was my ten. Does that Dave, was the best beer I've ever had? Does Dave from Shaketown listen to our podcast? We need Dave to I, make this beer. I guarantee you, he does not. Dave, make the beer. Because <laughs> it was the best beer I've ever had. It was like it was salty, it was citrusy, it was like piney. Shout out to Dave Varga. I've Thanks, had, Dave, for the best beer. I don't think I've had a bad had. beer from Thirty Three. They're great. It's my favorite brewery. A bad beer. Oh, bad beer. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's never because most beer. recipes are made by Dave Varga, and Dave Varga also, is a fucking fantastic brewer. We need three to... never featured on this podcast yet. No, so, yeah. surprising. Well, I thought about we should it one day. we should feature Shaketown because that's where Dave oh, is. Oh, Shaketown is Let's fucking do. bomb. We that, should go to, that, to, that we should go to the North Van Row. That Weed Hill that Can Dave Varga. It? Oh boy, <laughs> I had. That I've never been more excited about a fucking Weed Hill. I went into that thinking like low expectations, drank it. Blew my fucking socks off. Oh man! Live with my Dave. head is retended. Maybe off of that you have to. Um, are you going to answer that question, or do you need to think about it? I just don't know my zero to one. Let's That's just, my ten. Let's just all think about it. How about okay. that? Sure. I've got let's mine move on to What's your zero? Um, I can't. Now I don't remember who made it. It was yeah, a. Exactly. It was a. <laughs> I've got it already. I got it. I don't remember. Um. <laughs> Actually, because he's brought, been brought up with this podcast like four times now, I was with Kyle Jansen at Barley Merchant. Nick shout Jansen. Out, shout out Barley Merchant. And it was Tim a... Lane. It was a... Uh, <coughs> it was a... It was uh, a like beer. A, an Airheads Sour. Oh. So oh. Anyone that listens to you this... You Warhead? The Warhead no, Sour it, from, No, it wasn't, wasn't Dead Frog. It was... No, it wasn't uh, local. It was... Another East Fan brewery. I'm not going to name them. Yes. They had a Warhead Sour. If anyone who it was like a blue candy Belgian single knows that I fucking. You both can't texted me that stand day. Sours. I don't mind a good sour. I can drink I a mean, pint of a sour. It's, it's, it's no not, a, a, sour. not a Warhead Sour, there's but no like a nice a one. Sour. But this wasn't a sour. This was a blue candy, like a blue yeah, Jolly no. Rancher inspired Belgian Correct. beer. So it was like spicy, phenolic. And then sweet and candy like all the same uh, time. Easily no. both the worst you beer. and Kyle Jansen both texted me, this is the worst beer I've ever had. Yeah. Come drink it. And still to this day, I said, like why it was one of those when I go drink this beer. It was right one now. of those beers that was so bad that it was like, I want everyone to try it. this was the beer that was like that movie. <laughs> oh. Ah, that the, movie. Uh, that movie yes. The no. Terrence Malick one? Movie 30, No, the one, the one that uh, Seth Rogen and James Franco made a remake of. Oh, Pineapple Express. No. Oh. That movie was fantastic. This is the end. The Hello, Mark. Oh. What was that? Oh. Yeah. Um, We're going to figure it out. This is a great oh. podcast. Anyway, that was easily the, still it, to this day, the worst it's, beer it's, I've ever had. Oh, hi, Mark. That one. My, oh, hi, Mark. My best, my, my, my best beer I've ever had because it, just change the way I think of IPAs and say what anyone wants about Superflux, their color and shape. 
Yes. It's probably my 10. The Disaster Artist. Yes. The Disaster yes. Artist, thank yeah. you. That was the, the Laffy Taffy oh or the Warhead? The Warhead one. That I feel movie. like we've talked about this enough that we have had enough time to think about it. So I'm going to name my there you go. Tide. Two worst beers I've ever had in my entire life. Okay. Uh, so I've had a lot of good beers from both of these breweries, but they're one miss. Are you going to say the name of the brewery to get a... Oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to name both of these breweries. One oh, is American, one is Canadian. Here we Let's go. do it. Uh, West 6th Brewing in Lexington, which I think is arguably the best brewery in Lexington. They're probably listening, too. I guarantee you they're not. Nick oh. is going to get a DM. You're going to Kentucky this I'm week, going to Kentucky. I'm going to show up. I'm going to tell them... Listen to this podcast. Are you going to bring lemongrass Kentucky beer? Yes. And right. some bourbon. That was the right not, answer. Not, not this one. Mm. No. Uh, the lemongrass okay, American bye. wheat ale. Worst beer I've ever had in my life. Lemongrass American wheat ale? Yes. Yeah, that sounds horrendous. Yeah. Um, <laughs> second worst yep. beer I've ever had is uh, Red Racer, oh, like, Central City. You don't need to go one through. No, no. This is name one. They're both tied. They're like, they're 1A, 1B. Okay. Red Racer did an advent calendar one time, and then they did an old-fashioned pale ale, <laughs> and it was f- so bad. Yeah, so pretty soon we're gonna get like. I mean, they it's separated like yeah. whatever they were using for orange separated. You'd pour it into a glass, and you'd see like beer on top of orange concentrate. Ooh, that's disgusting. It and really it's, it's not yeah. it's not about the brewery. It's just saying no. like, hey, this one that advent calendar nice. beer. Was, was not it. This one off did not work. I mean, it's like it's, it's, it's good. No one wanted to drink it, right? They probably don't brew it anymore. Yep. They have never brewed it again. There like you I said prior to that statement, both of those breweries, there's been a ton of beers that I've loved from them. That's right. Clean up your mess. Uh, what's number? What's your 10 then? Like your. What's my 10? Your, your number it's one. Just got uh, the ones. Nick is going yeah. on to his untapped account. Can Shout out Untapped. You're an awesome website. I'm gonna email and you. And app. I'm gonna email you. Look uh, out. Look out. <laughs> Ironically enough, my two top beers. Is ever, it from Smuggler's Trail? Uh, no. Uh, one of my two best beers ever was also from West Sixth Brewing of Lexington, Kentucky. Mm. It's called Snakes in a Barrel. And you talked about that before. Yes, I have because it's fantastic and it's a barrel aged. Uh, Imperial Stout, absolutely fantastic beer, and then Zombie Dust from Three Three Floyd's Brewing, oh. uh, which is a heavily metal themed brewery they have the be- in the Munster, Indiana. One of the best beer Instagrams out there. And it is an American IPA. Um, can fantastic I ask you a question? Because you mentioned an Imperial Stout. Yes. How come most of the top rated beers in the world are either an Imperial Stout or a Belgian? People like alcohol, and they have what more alcohol. What fucks you up quicker? Yeah, that's precisely that it. That's precisely it. More you alcohol, were, more flavor. Have you ever had an imperial stout there, Trap? I think so, but I don't remember it. Mm. This is the most I like never. I never order. This is great. We're, I never we're almost order an hour imperial in. We stout. Even started sports. 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 Um, I'm a big pale ale IPA guy, though. Yeah. Like, that's my go-to. And then my offshoot is, like, a Saison or a Sour or a Half. We don't like I don't IPAs go, on this podcast. I don't go really no. dark. No. Is an Imperial Stout dark? Yeah, oh, yeah. She's yeah. the darkest. She's that's the darkest. not my... I kind of drink like my complexion, white wine and lighter beers. Like that's, <laughs> I mean, IPAs are, are strong, but it's a lighter color. Yeah. Imperial Stout I mean, is the Rihanna of beers, dark yeah. and thick. Yeah. yeah. She threw, like, I like that, but that's not me. Two C's, two K's. Mm. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Dig that. Okay. Right. 
Um, Adolf. So I feel like my 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 zero or my worst is a bit unfair because it was when they just it was within the first month of opening. Mm. Um, I went to good old White Rock, and yeah. I went to Galaxy. Mm. I still have yet to have any. And I did. <laughs> I think it was. Yo, Nick's got a pee. It was an IPA. That. Might have been I've a dark, so dark IPA of some sort. And it's very seldom that I don't finish anything, especially a five ounce. And I, I couldn't, I could not. It tasted like mud water mixed with like metal. Yeah, it's awful. Um, so I haven't gone back since. I do plan on going back to try again, but. That is my 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 zero right now. Okay. Uh, my One top, day you'll my, return. My top. If you look at my untapped, my top rated beer is Color and Shape, which oh interesting checks out. I love a good IPA, but I would throw in. I did not think we'd have the same beer. I would throw mm-hmm. in as a one A one B. Lighthouse, um, Nightwatch, dude. It is, they're that polar beer, opposite. They're polar opposite, but fucking are they fantastic. Man, we need to get... I've never had it. It's so you, you're not a big lager guy, but this takes lager and just fucks it right up. Mm. In the best I've, way. I've had some good lagers, like the coconut lager. Or like a dark lager. From, yep, yeah, dark the, lagers. The dark lagers from like Fieldhouse. Mm. Like then that's really good. If it's just like a generic lager, I'm not a fan. Which but is very generic while, lagers are, really like, good one. Are, are tough to really get behind because everyone almost makes a very similar lager. Uh-huh. And once you have a bad lager, you're like, I don't like that one. Uh-huh. And then everything else tastes the same. Very few make something that stand out above the rest. So this lighthouse one. This lighthouse one is, is, is like, a coffee lager and it's, it's unreal. Okay. I got to try it. Where's the lighthouse? Victoria. Hmm. Victoria. Gotta gotta check it out. Highly recommend. It's it's unbelievable. Well, now that we have uh, gone zero to ten, <coughs> shall we move on to a little bit of sports action? Let's here? do it. <coughs> I, I quickly just want to. Oh boy! I just quickly want to say one thing about our our opinions on beer. No. Oh, uh, once again, it is our opinion only. And I will say this: uh, just because we don't like your beer doesn't mean we don't like you. I will say this. My first professional beer I ever set, I ever made, fucking sucked. So what was you it? know, the it, go go with the flow, dry hop. <laughs> that beer sucked. So it's a good, not, not a good one. I not a good will one. also criticize myself along with everyone else. Correct. So yeah, um, don't take it too personally. So as our guest, Travis, you brought a couple of sports topics you wanted to bring up. So why don't you, sports, you lead us into the? Uh-huh. Why don't you lead us into the sports? Sports! Sports! sports. Let's sports. do it. Okay, so I had a couple a couple things I wanted to get into. Sports. One was Lamar Jackson. Yep. Who's that? To start. And then, or we could start with that. And then the other one was uh, Western Conference NBA. Oh. Because okay. it's tight. Okay. And it sounded like five, six, seven games, depending on the team. We've uh, already mentioned Lamar on the podcast. Let's... Let's jump NBA. back into that one. Oh, jump back into Lamar. Okay. Let's, let's do that. Let's do it. I I can offer things on that, not the latter. <laughs> Basketball, got nothing for um, it. Well, let's start with Lamar. I'm of the opinion he doesn't stay in Baltimore. I think that relationship is absolutely fractured. 
He has completely, like, I think he's earned his money. He played on whatever he played on last year, which he shouldn't have because injuries derailed him and yeah. didn't finish the season the way he probably wanted to. Um, where he ends up is a fucking crapshoot right now. Like, seems like everyone is saying they're not in on Lamar Jackson. Except the Patriots. See, no, I read now, today no. that they're out. They're out. Are they out? No. Just they're recently out. out. Yeah. And the Falcons also said they're out. Because they basically the left. are going after Evermecton boy. <laughs> the Pats left it up to... Robert Kraft was like, I'll leave it up to Bill. And Bill said no. And then basically they came out today yeah. and said that they're out. Because he's black. Because it's... Yeah. As soon as they <laughs> said... I'm sorry, but like... <laughs> Bill Belichick. Black mobile quarterback? Uh, let's stick with Matt no, Belichick. Likes when it was with Meek Mill and Robert Kraft, it was like, there's a chance. But as soon as Robert was like, we're leaving it up to Bill, it's his choice, then you knew they were out. And I'm now sorry, they're time out. out. Did you just say Meek Mill? Meek Mill. Meek Mill. Like the, the rapper. rapper. Meek yeah. Mill and Bobby Kraft are tight. Okay. That is the Bobby Kraft, <laughs> Meek Mill. <laughs> oh, what? Michael, I'm sorry, I'm Michael so Rubin right of Fanatics, like they're all in... They're all tight. This whole group. And so then Meek mm. Mill texted Robert Kraft. The more you know. And he's like, hey, Lamar wants to be a Pat. Like, he would be open to it. Like, you guys should pursue him. Because Meek Mill's like a whisper to these teams. And then Robert Kraft came out. I think it was like yesterday or something. Yeah, he and said he's, no. he's like, we're open to it. But it's it's ultimately like Bill's decision. And then they came up today, and of course, like as soon as you said no that, like, Bill's going to sh- say no. I'm shook that Robert yeah, Kraft and Meek Mill are oh, they, friends. Yeah, because Robert Kraft will be at these parties with Michael Rubin and Meek Mill. Yeah, and yeah I mean, I, I get the that they probably crew. like yeah. rub elbows and everything oh, yeah. like that, but like the fact that they're no, friends. No, he really fought to get him out of prison. It was a, huh. a whole thing. Okay. Yeah. Well, you is, know? He, is he a Boston boy or a Philly boy? Meek? Ooh, Meek Meek's yeah. Philly. He's Philly. That's what I thought. But I don't know how they got connected, but he's he's a Pats guy somehow. By like, I don't really know. If Meek has a, a very s- strong alliance to either. I think. <laughs> yeah. I think if either team does well, Meek's doing fine. So uh-huh. fair. It is what it is. So it's not the Pats. So it's not the Pats. So okay. it's like I've Falcons so or. Yeah, I mean the Falcons <laughs> make sense to me. The Falcons owner literally it's... came out yesterday and said they're not in on him. But and I don't think he's going to be with the Ravens. I do think, uh-huh. however, that they're saying this kind of stuff because they're trying to drive the asking price down as far as possible because they see a lot of other teams backing out on it. So I said this in our chat, and I said his asking price cannot be that high at this point. If you could have signed him and all you had to give up was two first-round picks, teams would have done it. Yeah. I don't think teams are viewing him as, as a first-round pick-worthy kind of player, especially with the salary that's coming up. So, who's willing to give anything up for him right now? But is, that's that's what I was reading though. Right now is with his um, his type of free agency. I forget the term of it. Basically, the, um, yeah, the second franchise tag, yeah. non-exclusive yeah, franchise. Yeah, it's that one. Franchise. So, like, if somebody, so if a team puts an offer on him, and then the Ravens, well, they can match it yeah. if they want, and then they keep him. And if they decide not to match it, then the other team gets them, but they need to give the Ravens two first-round picks. Okay, so I have a question. Go ahead. Um, we possibly have answers. So it, <laughs> I'm just going to reiterate what you said again because it leads into my question. So if a uh, team signs him, yeah. the Ravens don't match, that team gets him but has to give up two first-round picks. Correct. Yeah. 
Um, if he is traded out of Baltimore, uh, what is, let's just say for um, argument's sake, he gets traded to the Falcons this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do the Falcons owe him? What what is what is the salary that the Falcons You're, owe Lamar for? So in that situation, it's it's basically like trading an RFA and do they have to in the extend NHL. him? So if I was to trade you a player who is on that tag, non-signed, you then get the negotiating rights. So at that point, you negotiate, you trade whatever you need to trade to the Ravens to get him. And then if you sign him, you owe nobody draft picks other than whatever you gave up to mm. get his rights. So essentially, if the Falcons traded for him, they another team could also offer sheet him, and the Falcons could get like another two yeah. first-round picks if if. They don't essentially another team's offer. Yeah, at the end of twenty twenty three. Yeah, if I understand everything. But correctly. what is his cap hit if he gets traded tomorrow? Yeah, to the Falcons. What is his cap hit? Whatever they negotiate, because right now he's not signed to anything. It would just be his new contract. Yeah, but so he would have to sign a he new contract with new contract. the team he got traded to. Right now he can't. Play so it'd have to be a sign and trade. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I don't. I don't know if he could get traded. Well, I think but he, he requested a trade. He requested a trade, so he, ha- he could get I think, traded. I think they still have his rights. Yeah. He's just mm. not under contract. Right. Hmm. I just don't know who wants to trade from right now, and especially with the whole... I have three teams. Aaron Rodgers still being out there and not traded to the Jets, even though the Jets are... I mean, it's going to happen. It is. It, it, that's the Jets. Yeah. It can't not be. Well, I, I would just think it'd be hilarious if the Jets traded for Lamar and we're like, sorry, we're out. And then Aaron Rodgers <laughs> like, would be so oh, just me, goes right? into the winter in the darkness. <laughs> yeah, he, he just that. goes back Go to the back <laughs> for the season. Who are your three teams? For Lamar? Yeah. Uh, I think, okay, I've, I've got two ones that make the most sense to me and one that would be super interesting. Okay. Um... Tough to trade within interconference. Colts to me make the most sense. I've yeah. heard their name come up yeah. for them to trade for him. What would you give up? They have virtually no quarterback. Could you that's imagine worthy. Lamar? And I would give up. I would give Jersey up a though? first round pick and maybe a roster player. I don't know if I'd give up, or maybe a first and a third. I don't know if I'd. I almost feel like a first would be enough. At this point, maybe. Like what are the what are the Colts pick right now? Fourth. Yeah. That's too how much. Is, that's how, too high. It's too high. But like, if that gets that deal done, you sign them, and then you move on. And true, I just can't. See. You had Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, Philip Rivers, and Jacoby Brissett. Well, Jacoby for a hot second. Um, From that, like for the whitest QBs to Lamar, that would be a jump. <laughs> That's exactly why Bill literally like, nah. for the whitest QBs. Um, second team that makes makes the most sense to me: the Commanders. They have yeah. a ton of cap I space. I could see that. Uh, they have something to give up. The team that I think would be the most interesting, and you'd have to trade the current starting quarterback, I think, as a part yeah. of the deal, I kind of want to see him go to the Detroit Lions. I, I had a feeling you were going to say this, and Dan Campbell outright said, he's a good player, he's like stellar, but we mm-hmm. have, we already have a quarterback. And I like that Jared Jer- Goff. Jared Goff. He's nice. He proved himself last yeah. year, in my opinion. I'm a big he, fan. Yeah, I he don't did. Think- I think he was fantastic. I still last think he year. throws the nicest ball in the league. I love Jared Goff. He is the the essence of a game manager, but a game manager plus. Like, uh huh. He I does he does absolutely nothing wrong. Playoffs. What's that? Kirk Cousins. Um, Sorry, what was that? 
the guy that can't win, win the playoffs. A guy that can't win in the playoffs. But I don't I, but think I Lamar fits Lamar Dan Campbell's style. Playoffs. Yeah, no. so like... I. Like, That's true. I, just, I think Jared Goff fits their system better. I just think it would be the most because I think the Lions have... They're on the verge. Arguably They're like some right of the best... Uh, offensive weapons in the NFC. I think it would I think create the most buzz in terms I think of like marketing. The best offseason of any team right now. Yeah. Their defense looks stellar compared to what they had last year. Their offense now just replaced DJ Chark with Marvin Jones, who isn't great, but if he's going to be your th- third option? Probably, yeah. Not S- bad. Second or third, depending, second or depending third. on Second or third. You've got Swift and you've got um, Montgomery now, who are two running backs that when healthier electric oh, that's right they don't have fucking 20 touchdown Jamal Williams if uh, if DeAndre Swift can stay healthy and De- or, uh, David Montgomery David Montgomery can also stay healthy and they split carries well and effectively like Jamal Williams and Swift did last year Goff does what he does and Jameson Williams shows the promise he did for an entire season the Detroit Lions and my this is once again another early pick for me they're going to win the NFC North. I think if they're going to make that backfield work better than last year, Montgomery can't just be a goal line back. Because I think, I think that's what kind of broke down Swift. was. Swift did a lot of the hard running and took a lot of the hard hits. Yeah. And then mm. Jamal just got to come and trots his ass into the end zone. Yeah, I think that's where Montgomery is a step above Williams, though. He's, he's a bit he's more, more dynamic. He's more, he's, yeah, dynamic is a good word for it. So, I just wanted. To either way, I don't think Lamar Jackson's going to Detroit. I don't think Dan Campbell's going to. Oh, I don't think so either. But I don't think I he's going to drop off on Goff because he's creating a culture there and people are buying into it. And uh-huh. I think I think bringing another quarterback into the mix right now would be a huge step back in terms of buying into the system. Mm-hmm. Also, if you're a betting person, the Detroit Lions currently to. Win the win that division next year. Yeah, four hundred and ninety-two to one. Well, get on that. I'm gonna spend like ten bucks on that. Yes, you should make some boo boo bucks. They're also boo boo bucks. They're also because the Bears are gonna be terrible again. They're also five hundred and one. The Packers hopefully will be terrible. Five hundred and one to one. And the Vikings get to the Super Bowl will be good? Question mark. That's insane. Downward trend. Four ninety-two to one. Oh man, I'm freaking put that now. Thirty dollars on that right this second. Yeah, I feel like it's Falcons or Colts. Uh, the Colts just seems weird to me. I feel like it's Falcons. Commanders not a bad pick. Now that you've but brought the Commanders there's up, there's not much. Now that you've brought the Commanders up, Mike, you know what that could be interesting. That's a good move. Yeah, I, mean, I, nice like, Br- I like I like as nice game manager, but I don't like him as a full-time starter. Who's that, sorry? He's in Jacoby. He's in. Yeah, it, he's it could easily be Texans too, but that would just be such like a down. Oh, you can't replace Daddy Longneck. Wouldn't that be wow. so disappointing? To it you? it would be, but I could see it happening. Yeah, always, I have no like as far as that goes, I have no answers. I always move Longneck to Washington as well. Trade parts. The longest of the Knicks. The Washington Commanders currently have only three. Let's call it $3.1 million in cap space. And right now, their two quarterbacks are Brissett and Howell. That is that does also not, correct. If I'm Terry McLaurin, I'm looking at that and I'm like, no. That's a hard no for me, Doug. You yeah. have a deep threat in Jahan Dotson as well. I'm like, who's, and then you, who's throwing that deep threat to him? 
And to put it also into perspective, the Washington, the Commanders currently have the uh, first round number 16th pick in this year's draft. And a second and a third and a fourth, fifth, two sixth, and seventh. But if you have to give away those picks, like those first round picks, that's not a bad pick to give away. 16? Like, do you just do, do you throw in, like if they trade Lamar, if the Ravens trade Lamar, like Huntley's not an awful option in terms of starting quarterbacks go. He was a pro bowler last year. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) In the flag flag football game? Exactly. (laughs) Oh. Oh. I gotta go. I can't wait. I can't hold any more. <laughs> Lamar can wait. Channeling is their neck. Uh, but yeah, like they have, like you, you'd think you'd give up. Uh, what's his name? Jacoby Brissett. Yes. But throw him back to the Ravens and chuck in. I don't, I don't even think you need to give up that first round pick. You chuck in Jacoby Brissett and a couple of picks, and bada boom, bada bing. You've got Lamar Jackson. Yeah, Maybe. I mean, the Ravens are Except in the worst position because. Brian Robinson shot in the leg. Where's number eight? Oh, yeah, I mean, I mean, Jackson would probably take that. Up. Jackson would have threatened to shoot his other leg, and then he goes, <laughs> fair. Um, as far as oh, I just feel like the Ravens are in the worst position here because they have no they leverage. A- they That's absolutely exactly. are. Yeah, they have no leverage. Um, unless you guys have anything else to say about Lamar, I do have a couple things to say about another football, proper football. You might, ugh. No, he, I guarantee he does not. Doesn't have anything to say about Lamar? Proper football. We can no. backtrack a bit. I just want to touch base on this. Um, the English Premier League, uh, founded in uh, 1991. 1991. Is that because a key to was, your story? It, yes. Oh. Because it's about the Hall of Fame class for this year. Um, prior to that, it was just the English top league. Uh, inducted Sir Alex Ferguson, uh, a former manager of Manchester United. He's knighted? He is, yes. Uh, and Arsene Wenger, uh, a Frenchman who is the manager of Arsenal for a very long time, into their Hall of Fame class. Sorry. Would his name not be Angers? The manager? A R S E N E. Arsene. Sorry, the manager, of, the manager of Wenger. Arsenal? Wenger. Oh, Wenger. W E N G E R. The manager of Arsenal Football Club was named Arson. Yes. That's incredible. I know. Arson of Arsenal. Anyways, uh, they both got inducted in the 2023 Premier League Hall of Fame. Uh, And to touch on their stats, because both of them had massively impressive careers, Sir Alex Ferguson had since 1991, and he retired after the 2011-12 season. He had 13 Premier League titles. 11 Manager of the Season Awards, 27 Manager of the Month Awards, and in 810 matches, he had 528 wins and 1,627 goals scored. So it's like two and a half goals a game, which for those of you it's pretty who good. don't watch soccer, that's a lot. Uh, and then Arsene Wenger. That's more goals a game than Wayne Gretzky has in the NHL. For- uh, yes. Uh, Wenger had three titles. Three Manager of the Season Awards, 15 Manager of the Month Awards, and 828 games uh, managed, which is the most games managed in the Premier League history. He had 476 wins, 1,561 goals, and Arsenal was also the only team 
Des went through an entire Premier League season without losing in a single game. They had 26 wins, 12 draws, and zero losses in 2003-2004. Hmm. So. Somehow you left and we got on soccer. No, it's good. I can get into this. Like, I don't watch oh. a lot of it. I mean, that's all but I But I like it. it. That's all I have to say. Okay. Congratulations to them. Do you, Travis? Two best managers in Premier League history. Have any more thoughts on Lamar Jackson before we move on? To no, I'm good with Lamar. Topic. I'm, I'm good on Lamar. Um, I would, I, no, I would just, I would bet either the Falcons or the Texans. Those okay, would be my. Because I was going to say before we move on, really quick. Yeah. Each of us. Well, I gave three teams. You gave two. Yeah. Nick. I mean, I, I do think the Falcons are still in on him, just by what the owner is saying. I think the owner is. <clears throat> st- I can't remember the owner's name at this point, but. Uh, uh, Dan Snyder. Schneider. So no, that would no, be that's the commanders. Washington. Yeah. Sorry. He's selling too to Jay Z. Good, good rinse. Yeah, suppose I guess by the end of the month it's supposed to be yeah, bought by the new ownership, like six six billion dollars or something. Good, good rinse. Yeah. yeah, see you, Dan. Yeah, get uh, out of here. Go I think the Falcons Island. owner uh, Arthur Blank. Sure. Yep. Is that correct? Home actually? Depot. Yeah, Arthur Blank. There yep. we go. Oh, home look at that! I just pulled that out of the recesses of my brain. It's it was there. Um... <laughs> I think he's been playing hardball because he's trying to drive the price down, but I do think he's still in on, on Lamar, and I think that's the best fit for him. I think it'll be Atlanta. Mm, I think so. Can it he, seems who right. How is he going to yeah. throw to Kyle Pitts and Johnny Mc? He is Cordero Patterson. Mm-hmm. Drake London's is there. Ag- Agilier? Yeah. Is that his last name? Aguilar. 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 There we go. Yeah. Is he there? Nelson Aguilar? Nelson Aguilar, no. Not Aguilar. He, Nelson, Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar just signed with uh, the running back. Uh, I want to yeah, Tyler Algier. There we go. Yeah, the Thank rookie. You. Yes. Nelson Aguilar? No. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's got a decent tight end. He's got two good running backs in terms of receiving the ball. For the record, Nelson Aguilar just signed with the Ravens. And, and Drake, Drake London. Drake London. Who's mm. also good. So I think. The fact that the receiver receiving core is not great huh. doesn't necessarily play a huge part in terms of having Lamar Jackson because Lamar Jackson is a dual threat quarterback, so he doesn't need a great receiving core. I was going to say you could argue his receiving core in Baltimore was not great. Hollywood not great. Brown, yeah. Great. yeah, not great. So it doesn't really matter who he has to throw to; he's going to create options. So. Yeah. And what are your two teams? I'm pointing at Adolfo. The, the more I think about it, the more the Commanders make sense. So that's where I lean right now is my yeah, team one. they're my one. dark horse. I actually bet on them to land him. They, they're, they're my team one right now. Um, I would kind of throw a, a shot in the dark with the Titans. Oh, that's an interesting... Back to the Aaron I think it's gonna be tough to I like it. I think it's going to be tough to trade inter-conferencially. Conferencely, yeah. Okay, Intra- new, new word, new word. Intra-conferencely. We've had two new words in this podcast. Uncouth. Well, that's not a One of them's word. a real word. Conferencely. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think the Titans have... <laughs> We're breaking barriers. They might... Us. They have Brian Tannehill, who is very uninspiring. That so is, you could, you that could is a word him, for him, yes. Or you could move on. Lamar Jackson would breathe a little bit of fresh air in that light, in that lineup. Oh, if, that uh, could be interesting. If Jacob is listening, how do you feel about that? Tell us if Lamar feel. went to the Titans. Is Jacob a Titans fan? He's Jacob's a huge a Titans, Titans fan. fan. Yeah. 
You're kind Sorry. of a closet Titans fan, aren't you? Well, why? Back in the Eddie George, Steve mm, McNair, McNair. Yeah. Samari role, keep like those were the days. Kevin Dyson. Oh. oh. <laughs> no, seriously, like those were the days. I they, they were my favorite team. Case until the you're listening didn't hear that. They both just made the same noise at the, at same, the same time in the same tenor. Yeah. It was, it was impressive. It was wild to watch. <laughs> also, 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 the Gunners are kind of returning to glory back to that like 2003-04 season. They're likely going to win the league this season. Yeah. And quite frankly, United is out of it. Yeah. In my humble opinion, despite the fact that there's like 11 to 12 games left in the season. Uh, but you're 19 and, points down. And anyone but you, uh, but City. Anyone but City. Yeah. At this point. Um, yeah, they're kind of unreal right now. Yeah. Bit of a revival. Uh-huh. Good for the Gunners. Basketball. NBA. Should we do it? Yeah, yeah let's do it. Okay. I, was, I have nothing I know to add this to this is, conversation. You might I, have one thing. Do you guys want beers? Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm going to serve beers because these guys are going to talk Are we going to? Yeah, we have to I think we should do it. We have to show up to. Oh, yeah. To the after party. Do you want to share a beer with me? I'll I'll share a beer. That's probably a good way to go about it. And then while Nick's grabbing a beer, we'll talk basketball. Because basketball is like. Nuts right now? Is like hockey to me what it is to Nick. Like I can't. I can't really talk hockey. But I did want to just touch on. Hey, Travis. What? Is Zach Goretzky overrated? I couldn't tell you. That's a yes or no question. Who's Zach Goretzky? Just say yes. Just say no. A hockey prospect? Yeah. Sure. Is he in the draft? No. No. He's... Is he overrated? Just say no. Just well, say yes. Here just go house, yes. Say no. Yes. Yeah. Is he? Who's Zach Zacharetsky? Zach Goretzky Zach is a... No. He sounds like a lesser Gretzky. He is. Yeah. He's also a lesser Quinn Hughes. That is also false. I don't know who these guys are. Anyways, move on to basketball. Okay. So, Western Conference. I wanted to talk about who we think is going to get in and then who is also coming out of the West. Because at the top, like your Kings are the third seed and they're not going to get out of there. No. You basically have, so top three, Nuggets, Grizz, and Kings are in. They've basically got it locked down, and they have enough games between them where they're not going to get out of those positions. Like, it's yep. three games back, six games back. But then you go, once you get to four, you got the and it's Suns. the Suns, they're 11 games back, and you go all the way down to, well, basically the Mavs or the Jazz at, Jazz at 11 and 12, and you're 15 or 16. So from four to 16, you have five games. Yeah, I would almost eliminate the Blazers right off the bat. They've just shut down uh, yeah, they're done. game. So it's the Jazz. And they're one out of nine in their last ten. And I don't think the Jazz are... The Jazz are <clears throat> playing above what I think everyone thought they were going to do after they traded away Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. So they're playing a bit out of their depth. I don't think they end up making it. Um, I could see the Thunder moving up to nine, Dallas moving into ten, and the Lakers not making it. Oh, I hope that happens. Mm. And well, and you also get the play in, yeah. right? So like your seven through ten, your play in teams. Yeah. And then it just is a matter because if you're the seven eight and you win, you're already in. 
if you're the nine ten, you have to win two games. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I'm with you. I think like whether it's through the regular season or through the play-in, like Lakers are out. I think so. I don't feel good about them. I I think the th- like Shy is just playing on a whole other level right now. Like he is nah. a superstar emerging right now. Yeah. And the Mavericks have the best player in the NBA. And the Mavericks have the best player in the NBA. And Kyrie. Uh huh. But also. What the hell is happening to the Mavs? Um, I think a lot of it is Luca and Kyrie have not figured out how to play together yet, which is also the big issue with acquiring a big name like that. I was say in Luca's defense, no one's figured out how to play with Kyrie. Yeah, and I mean you're not wrong, right? Like that's that's a <laughs> yeah. fair fair take. Kyrie doesn't know how to play with Kyrie. Um, I think I think Kyrie needs to learn to come off the ball. Because Luca is a much better on-ball scorer and distributor. Kyrie's got amazing handles. Luka, he might have the best handles Luka in the league. Luca comes on the ball and he comes on the ball and <laughs> off the ball. Kyrie comes off it. <laughs> Interesting. Um, Kyrie just needs to learn to cut and be a spot-up shooter, which isn't really his forte. See, that's the thing though, because like their styles just aren't they that. They don't match. No, which is why I didn't like that trade to begin with. But I still don't mind that Kyrie though. There's a lot about him, but I don't, him. I don't, I don't mind him. He's got skill. Yeah, I think he's, he's a very things. talented player. He's, he's like one of the nicest players to watch. He goes also hit. down the way of Russell Westbrook for me. Extremely oh. skilled, extremely talented. Cannot for whatever reason coincide with other extremely talented players. Yeah. That's kind of true. You got a point there. I mean, he won a championship with LeBron. Yeah. I mean, since then, it's been kind of wishy-washy, whereas, unfortunately for Russell, he hasn't gotten that chance with with the championship. Okay, really quick. Who do we think is coming out of the East? Who do we think is coming out of the West? Okay, so that was actually going to lead into my... My my answer for that was going to lead in... was going to be a question for you, because my... My question was, out of the West specifically, is anyone going to get past the Nuggets? Oh, yeah, the Nuggets aren't getting through. You know, I don't so trust the Nuggets. I think they're going to the finals. I think if I think I'm coming out, that was my answer. They're coming out. If the it's East, if West. it's one year, it's their year. This there's, time, there's two teams right now that I don't want to play going into the playoffs, and that is Golden State Warriors because never been against Steph. Oh, and I mean, no, I wouldn't want Suns. to play against any of these people. They're all the there Suns with a healthy KD. The Suns with a healthy KD. I like those picks. Terrifying. Hmm. And Nick doesn't want to play against any of them. <laughs> that was my one contribution here. <laughs> yeah. I'm terrible at basketball. I wouldn't who, want to play against any of these guys. They would dunk on the West. I think it's the Suns. <laughs> I don't trust the top three. Grizz, you can't bet on them right now with Jaw. Nope. Nuggets, I don't trust them because they've been in this spot like they've been the last exactly four here. seasons. Yeah. Hmm. They've been right there and they don't. They can't get over the hump. The problem with and the, the Kings are just I mean, great, nice story, but they're not gonna. The problem with the Nuggets that I have is they have all the talent in the world to get to where they're at now. Mm-hmm. Yes. But they haven't made any additions to get them past the hump. Like, who's the last big acquisition that they made? Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. Yeah. So you'd say they're not a golden nugget. They're they just a no, nugget. They're just, they're a, just nugget. a nugget. They're just they're a turd also, nugget. Also, if you had a offered nugget. me a million dollars, I would never have predicted that the Sacramento Kings were a even a top eight team in the West. Oh, they're really nice. This yeah. is how far removed yeah. I am from basketball. When I think Sacramento Kings, I think Chris Webber. 
And you're gonna say, I thought you were going to say Mike yeah. Bibby. Yes. Yeah. Mike Bibby. I forgot about that name. Peja. Jason Williams. Uh, who Peja Stoyakovic. Who did the, the Kings the greatest three-point shooters ever. have? They got Darren uh, Fox. They have Darren Fox. They have Domanis Sabonis. Yep. Oh, they have from the Pacers. Yes. Yep. Formerly. Harrison Barnes, Malik Monk. Okay, I recognize a few names on here. Mm-hmm. I don't recognize anyone on this second level here. Yeah, they're just good. Interesting. Somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so out of the East. Who it's, wins it? It's going to be the Bucks. Mm, it I, just will. I, I lean towards Boston right now. Oh. I might have the... You've got the Sixers. Is this the hot take? Maybe. Who's your take? The Cavaliers. Oh, that's a hot that's take. That's a hot take. Cavs, that's a really hot take. Cavs, Nuggets, NBA Finals. Really? Who? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Could you about, imagine? Talk about must-watch TV. That is you awful. Can, you've got to. You've got to. No, you've got to throw the games if that happens. Like you've got to get a ref in there. To you can't let that happen. Um, Nuggets, Cavs. No. No. Cavaliers. Yeah. Cle- Cleveland. I think that's a pretty. That's a pretty hot United take. States of America. What did you say? I said Cleveland, the worst smelling city in the United mm. States of America. It smells like Dookie there. Man, you're about to get a DM from the mayor of Cleveland. Good. <laughs> Come at me, bro. Your city smells it's like, like a shit. Joakim Noah moment right now. Um, That's a name I ever you heard. You said Bucks? Yes, no doubt. He said Bucks. Bucks. So are you thinking Bucks, Suns, NBA Finals? I'm going Bucks, Suns. Celtics, Suns. Celtics, Suns. I'm going Cavs, Nuggies. And then Nick, just for shits and giggles. Houston Rockets, Indiana Pacers. So neither well, team is yeah. anywhere near. That is not I, I, I knew that was wrong. The Houston I said Rockets, it purposely. The Houston Rockets have 18 wins on the year. Currently. How many not looking, Pacers have? Not looking great. The Pacers have 33. The league leaders have 55 and 54 respectively. Mm, you yes, picked a couple yes. of the worst teams in the league. That's yeah. because it's the only Talent. two teams that have ever followed. Yeah. At least you picked two All teams. All praise two be to Yao Ming. Nope. <laughs> I love the Yao Ming respect. Um, I want I want Warriors fun. Sixers. That would be my matchup. I would be okay with that. Yeah. I want I want Steph to get another one. Oh, me too. Keep them coming, Steph. Uh, I mean, selfishly, I want Mavs Raptors, but like the Raps are not getting past the play-in. No, and the Mavs are currently not even in the play-in. I think they could get into the play-in, but I'm I... sorry, they have the best player in the league, and they're not even in the playing game. The no. Mavericks are the they're... Edmonton Oilers of the NBA. Hmm. Mm. Okay. Well, now I understand. the Mavs could go on a run, though. The Raps can't. Yeah. I See, agree. this is what you guys should do when I when you talk about basketball. You have to like draw comparisons to hockey teams. Yes. In my opinion, Luka Doncic of the Mavs is, is the Connor McDavid. McDavid. Okay. And the Toronto Raptors are the Calgary Flames. Yeah, <laughs> kind they're, of. they're they're kind of borderline <laughs> in there. They're fighting for their life. They've got. They should be good, but they're not. Yeah, we're gonna touch on the flames too, and we we need to touch on. Let's do it. Let's touch on. Before we wrap up, we're at a minute. We're at an hour and a half here. Jesus. Okay. We talk a lot. We need to talk NHL and fanatics. I think we need to touch on that. We should talk about it. I mean. It's not surprising to me. Like, as someone who used to work in the sports industry, like, Fanatics was always trying to find those routes to get into a major professional sports league to take over a contract 
I thought it was going to be MLS. Mm. I'm surprised it wasn't because they were really heavily pushing. Who has the MLS right now? Uh, Adidas. It I was going to say, yeah. I thought it was Adidas, but. It's Adidas. Um, I, yeah, like I thought it was going to be the MLS because it would be the easiest target because of uh, price barrier. Um, I'm a little surprised it's the NHL, but. I'm, sh- I'm frankly shocked. I think it's a disaster. It's a disaster. Kate, what I'm wondering is, like, does the NHL, and I actually don't know, but, like, does the NHL have, like, a lower offer from Nike, something a little bit higher for, like, Adidas to stay on, Reebok's, like, a little... Like, do they get... Do they kind of have an offer from a number of different brands and then basically say, like, well, Fanatics is just upping them and we want money from Fanatics. Because it depends on the contract. If that's the case... Because usually they have, like, multi-year contracts. Here's what I heard from research. So what you read... On Google, right? No, from um, multiple sources, places, actually. Um, which Google does give you multiple true results. Uh, I read that Nike was never in the running. Right. Yeah. Um, when was the last time Nike did a hockey jersey? I don't think oh, they've wow. ever done a hockey jersey. Yeah, I, Just not in the been, NHL. It's been CCM yeah. and then Reebok and then Adidas. Yeah, then Adidas well, they, they do hockey jerseys, just not the NHL. Oh, Re- nice Reebok yeah. is yeah. now owned by Adidas, correct? Yes. As of like four so, years ago. So what's interesting so. is um, so here's I'm gonna here's the here's the silver lining in all this in my opinion. So currently, Nike does the MLB. Yeah. And but some sort of deal that Nike and Fanatics have together is Fanatics is actually supplying and making all of the MLB MLB jerseys but because of a whatever was in their contract it's branded with Nike as the Nike brand yeah. but it's actually Fanatics making all of the MLB jerseys right yep. now it it majestic isn't it not anymore mm. so that that to me is the silver lining because the since Nike started doing the MLB jerseys i think they've been really good they have been. And I mean Fanatics does a good job. For for on ice or for on field on for official jerseys, yes. For anything fan related, that's where the backlash is coming from because anything Fanatics has been producing that is replicas or for the fans at that has lower poor quality. Lower price has been awful quality. Like awful. I, I, like there's an entire Twitter account I've, dedicated I've never to how bad fanatics is. Of it, so. Um, so I think that's what makes it interesting. But yeah, kind of to your point, Trev, what I heard was that Nike was never in. Adidas straight up said, we don't want to re-sign. And they're also not, they're on for next season. And they're also not doing the reverse retros, which has been a huge hit. So I don't understand that either. Yeah. And... Uh, they did reach out to Reebok, but they weren't interested. What I don't understand is why do, why the NHL doesn't go to. I guess they're not maybe not big enough, but why do you not go to a place like Bauer or CCM and just yeah, say, the no money the money's not enough. From a from a financial aspect, the yeah, money's not probably there. the problem oh, is man, though, like you're just gonna get, so sick. It would be nice. You're just getting lower quality now when you're getting fanatics. Like I've heard nothing positive. Yeah, about this at all. 
you can't have your on ice apparel by fanatics. No. It just seems so. Oh, it's it a, seems it seems like it's not good. Minor league. Because the problem is, I think, is going to be the, the discrepancy is what the what the NHL players are going to wear are going to be high quality. They're going to last. They're who knows what they're going to look like. The other kind of caveat in all of this is is Fanatics has asked uh, NHL teams that if they have any design um, any design changes that they want to make to like a logo or a jersey to have that in by like 2025 so there's a chance that uh, once Fanatics takes over in 2026 5 so well, if they want it in by 2025 would they not be releasing in 2026 that, yes, that's the that, right. So like the first year of Fanatics taking over is going to be like basically yeah the, the same, same thing yeah. Um, so basically rebranding like Nike yeah. did a, yeah. with NFL a little yeah. bit. So the weird thing is just going to be like, yeah, I think they're pretty. Uh, the on ice jerseys that Fanatics are going to have are going to be good quality and they're going to be like good for professional sports. But the concern is that. All of the stuff that the fans buy yeah. is going to be yeah. lesser. And like, who knows what it's going to be. We came full yeah. circle with Michael Rubin. Back to him and Meek Mill. But Michael Rubin, has just he's got to change the name and the logo. Get the weird I think F. that's a big part of it. Like, yeah. Fanatics is producing your jerseys. If it was anything else, I'd be like, okay, Michael Rubin and his company. Yeah. Multi-billionaire. Like, sure, let him take the the contract and run with it yeah but. i mean we're everyone is shitting on it now let's just see what comes out like i mean we we don't know yep. what's going to happen down the road I mean, they might up their product from here until they take over people don't like change I, yeah. that's a big thing so i, I, I don't I'm think willing people, to to let it happen and see what happens i but. don't think people like when they switched to adidas originally either no they didn't so i didn't like it yeah so the adidas change got shit on hard so but what about the short sleeve nba jerseys those are nice right the adidas was that a joke <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah okay yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, no definitely a joke yeah. adidas hasn't done great yeah, I, know, it's been, I guess so. I guess the one thing that Fanatics maybe has going for them is that it can only go up. Well, that's true. That's true. To be honest, yeah. And like they just have to do something. Once they kind of get their bearings with them, they have to do something like Adidas did with the re- reverse retro to really uh-huh. kind of bring in those fans and like make Gotta fans want to cool buy jerseys and... again. Yeah. If anything, this NHL money coming into Fanatics might just help them with their their production levels as well right like yeah. it might give them yeah. more opportunity to hire people and actually have a better team going yeah. forward gary bettman likes a nice long deal that he does the longest, a nice thick long deal in the anus <laughs> well yeah boo bettman always boo bettman uh, do you have anything else? You're the guest. Do you have anything else you want to those were my two bring up or talk Lamar, about we got western conference we got a little footy in there. little footy? Yep. You know me, I like jerseys, so that was good talking about fanatics. Uh, as a resident Red Devils fan, Nicholas, how do you feel about Ryan Reynolds' Wrexham FC playing Manchester United in San Diego? I mean, Diego it's, for it's a, a money grab. 
is what it is. Oh, it's just an exhibition, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's preseason stuff. So it's a preseason friendly. You get, you play some of the younger guys. You play some of the guys that are usually bench players. Does Man U score over under five goals against them? Uh, I mean, honestly, in that, it really does not matter at all. Does Ted Lasso coach either team? Oh, I would be entirely <laughs> unsurprised if he made an appearance as Ted Lasso. <laughs> Like it's it's more about gate rece- gate receipts than anything else. So Re- Wrexham is the biggest winner in that one because even if they oh, lose, even if they lose like oh, 12-0, yeah. it doesn't yeah. matter Rich because they're playing happen. United. They're getting tons of money from yeah. that. So if I'm Ryan Reynolds, I'm taking my little what was that company he just got paid out for like four hundred million dollars? If I'm Ryan Reynolds, I'm going to Man U and I'm saying here's a mil each. Lose the game. Yeah, it wouldn't or be surprising. It, no, nobody cares. They'll all forget if oh, even if they lose to Wrexham. But like they're going to sell out. They're playing at the freaking Coliseum. Where if anything, this is huge just for Wrexham. Yep. Yeah, I yeah. mean United. United goes to the United States once every like four to five years to play the MLS teams. Yeah, more yeah. or less. Yeah, play mm. MLS teams. Play some random yeah, team like summer. Real Madrid or something like that or mm-hmm. Barcelona. Just to like get gate receipts, it's basically a cash grab, is what okay. it is. And then Wrexham gets to join in on this because of their yep. famous owners. So uh, I want to quickly say that the Flames are currently two points out of a playoff spot. It's beautiful. And it's Boo. coming down to the wire. Do they make it? I'm I'm putting it out there. I'm saying yes. I just got to go with it. Okay. Um. Obviously, my heart says yes. I just, I don't think the math is there. I think this. I'm, I'm more worried about Nashville than I am about Winnipeg. This solely rides on Markstrom. Correct. Yep. Yep. If Markstrom keeps you in games, Markstrom was brilliant against the Kings last night. And maybe he's figuring it out. Who knows? Figuring it out. Maybe Markstrom's figuring <laughs> just it out. Give him yeah. seventy some games yeah, to maybe, figure it out. Maybe he's like, I don't know. Like, I don't know about this center guy. Regardless of if the Flames make the playoffs or if, not, uh, if the Canucks win out, they make it. Well, well, they're not going to win on Friday night. night. <laughs> not tomorrow. It's the Friday night. Trav and I are going to the game on Friday night. We're going. Who's Friday night? Seattle? Uh, no, Flames and Canucks. Canucks. Um, going down right here. What I was going to say is, regardless of if the Flames make it or not, uh, I don't trust Markstrom in the playoffs. And if the Flames do make it in the playoffs, game one starter. Vladar? Darth Vladar. Darth Vladar. Darth Vladar. Darth Vladar. Darth Vladar. Hmm. Uh, yes. Let's do it. Travis, any last words before we wrap up? No, just thanks for having me on. This was good. Anytime. This is my make-a-wish come true. <laughs> so You're thanks, guys. You're you met, welcome. You met your heroes. No, anytime I'm back, yeah, absolutely. love to jump back on. There you go. Yeah. Even remotely if you want. Totally. I'm surprised I'll, we didn't I'll, I'll come in live from the new Belgium. I'll try out the, uh, the Voodoo Ranger... I'm surprised a... we didn't talk F1. Oh, that would, yeah. I thought we were going to. I thought for I sure. I anticipated at least mm, that half of this been episode nice. I was going to be silent. Okay, well now I really got to jump back on. Yeah. We got to talk some racing. Well, yeah. cars go... Well, see, for me, as an American, cars yeah. go left. And then mm. they go left. Yeah. In this, they and go they both go left. They go right both ways in Like in a bisexual. Clockwise or... In NASCAR, they go left. Okay. I can't handle it in the NASCAR. They go left. I can't handle it. Back in Kentucky, they go left. 
Maybe Left. next time, a little NASCAR, a little F1. There you go. We don't Jeff Gordon still race? I think so. Does he really? Uh, he's maybe. I, I know Earnhardt still does. I think they all do. Dale Earnhardt Jr. Dale Earnhardt Jr. Hell yeah, brother. Bring back some beers from Kentucky. We'll talk some NASCAR. Yep, that's it. There you Boom. go. Boom. Roasted. Done. Well, thanks for coming on, Trev. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. I think that's it for us. I think that's Sports it. Sports are fun. Beer's uh, good. Praise to the pound. No. No. Sports. Lamar Jackson's going to be a Detroit line. Oh, God. Volleyball.